0: tog or however else you say hello and welcome to vftr 2.0 i am chad coming to you from the cave and i am joined by the co-host with the mostest my good buddy we call him big baby daddy
1: diesel i am here at diesel's dapper dungeon of delight and Yeah, it's springtime, so it's starting to get a little more delightful outside, not just inside this dungeon.
0: Yeah, it's the first time, and I feel like weeks that it's actually sunny outside right now. Like, I can actually see the sun as I look out a window, instead of it being cold and gray, like it is in the UK all times.
1: Yeah, and we got a ton of rain yesterday, and I woke up this morning, and my grass was so much longer, and I'm kind of pissed about it.
0: Hey, but it's No Mow May, so you don't have to worry about it.
1: Yeah, yeah well, probably not going to happen.
0: I I am definitely going to subscribe to No Mow May, simply for the fact that I have not bought a lawnmower yet. And if I don't have to mow my lawn for a month, I'm not going
1: <laughs> to. Don't blame you.
0: All right, folks, enough of our jibber-jabber and dilly-dallying, though. Last week, we started off... Oh, it's time for hashtag TRT. In case I didn't say that, because I didn't. But yeah, last week, we started off at the beginning of Backlashes, and we started making our way through all of the different Backlashes, with all the match cards, and most of the Dave Meltzer star ratings. Just had a little chat about it. No one seemed to come I us in the comments or... You know, on our Twitter saying that this was the worst thing we've ever done. So guess what? We're going to keep going and we're going to finish off the backlashes. So, Diesel, take it away.
1: Okay. So the last one we did was Backlash 08. And then they kind of like retired that pay-per-view up until they did the brand split again in 2016 at that point they were running two pay-per-views a month because the pay-per-views were brand exclusive unless it was like a big four and then only be one a month but so they needed uh, so they brought back some of their old pay-per-view names and so they decided for smackdown in september wait yeah in september they were going to use Backlash, because Backlash is usually typically right after WrestleMania, because it's WrestleMania Backlash. That's why they call it that now.
0: I remember going to September for a hot minute, and I was like, this is weird.
1: Anywho, when they brought it back, the very first match was a six-pack elimination challenge for the inaugural WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. So this was like Right when the brand split happened, and like I really liked this time of WWE when they like SmackDown was really, really good right now, their roster was awesome. Raw was kind of eh. you know, I mean, like, Raw's
0: been eh for years,
1: but I mean, the only thing that was holding Raw together was the KO and Chris Jericho at the time. But uh, oh, the list
0: of Jericho, wow, yeah, that
1: was the, that was six years ago. Can you believe that? Wow. Well, anyways, so we have in this six-pack challenge, it's Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Naomi, Natalia, and Nikki Bella. Also Becky Lynch, and Becky Lynch won. It doesn't say how, but yes, Becky Lynch was the inaugural uh, SmackDown Women's Champion, and I remember that. I remember. That. I, I
0: actually, I was like, "This is so." Now, actually, we're going to be doing pay-per-views that we probably watched, and we should know what was going on in storylines and such like that.
1: Yeah, we can definitely talk because it's more recent.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, the I,
1: next, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Go to the.
0: I gotta guess Meltzer rating. rating. Yeah. Um, Meltzer, you know, he he felt pretty. I think he felt good about this. I don't remember anything specific about this match, but I also don't specifically remember it being bad. So I'm going to go right in the middle and say 2.5.
1: Close. 2.25. Damn it. The next match on the card is a Tag Team match to qualify for the Tag Team Tournament final match. And it is between the Usos and the Hype Bros, which is Mojo Raleigh and Zack Ryder, if you don't remember this time. And the Usos defeated the Hype Bros by submission in 10 minutes and 11 seconds.
0: Oh, is this when they were, like, breaking people's, like, knees? Where they would just, like... And then use the, like, modified, like, stretch muffler kind of move?
1: I think so, because, yeah, this is when they... First became Uso Penitentiary. Like they weren't the, when I say Uso, you say, oh, Usos anymore.
0: Yeah, they were the down since day one ish Usos.
1: Yeah, that's okay. There you go. Okay. What do you think uh, Meltzer gave this Man,
0: match? how things have changed for the competitors in this match? The, you know, Usos are still going strong in the WWE but are even, like, higher on the card. Like, probably the most important tag team in WWE right now. And the hype bros are both gone. But Zack Ryder's doing well for himself.
1: NWA world champion, GCW champion. Like, yeah, he's doing good. And also, the only reason Mojo Raleigh was in the WWE was to get uh, Gronk.
0: Yep. The only he served his purpose. Yep. Uh but for a star rating, I feel like this was because do we get the finals at the on this card as well?
1: And who the other team is? Yes. We find out who wait well, on. No. Yeah, the finals is on this card.
0: You're right. Yeah, I, I I thought I remembered it. So I think this was a pretty short match, and I think it's only gonna be lower. So I'm gonna go one seven five.
1: Well, it was 10 minutes and 11 seconds, I think. But uh, it's two and a half stars.
0: Damn it. I should have gone with my mentality from the first one.
1: Okay. The next match is a match that we've seen way too much of, and I never want to see it again. And it's a singles match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship between The Miz with Maurice and... Dolph Ziggler, and The Miz retained via pinfall in 18 minutes and 22 seconds.
0: Frickin' Ziggle Piggle Pudding Pants. And this is, like, the weird time in The Miz's career where I, like, I, I've always loved The Miz, obviously, but he was kind of, like, in a little bit of a downswing right now. This no, is... no,
1: this is when The Miz was, like, on top when he was with Maurice.
0: Yeah, but is this before or after the talking smack?
1: This is like. When talking smack started
0: so it's because it, this is
1: the brand split so yeah. talking smack started when smackdown was its own thing on tuesday smackdown yeah, live
0: I, but I, i'm what i was saying is he hasn't had his uh like no, he outburst, hasn't had
1: but... no he hasn't had that yet but he's also like cutting like the best promos at this point and like he was the best heel
0: he, was on, the, he was, on his, I was on his upswing, but his in-ring work, it wasn't that great, is what I was saying. No,
1: that's, I, I disagree with that as well. I think this is when he started getting recognized for being good in the ring. It was 2016. Like He's, yeah. he's been there for like five years by this point, you know?
0: Oh, yeah, I know, but I'd say this is like the beginning of the upswing. So I'm, I'm just trying to gauge where the star ratings are, man.
1: And I'm saying to you, and listen to my words, when you gauge for the star ratings, you're like, it's not the beginning of his upswing. He's already like
0: mid Fine, 3.5, 3.5. 3.25. Damn it! See, now you talked me over it.
1: Well, yes, the Miz was awesome at this point.
0: Well, Melzer also loves Ziggle Pickle Pudding Pants.
1: Technically, The Miz has always been awesome, but, yeah. No pun intended, I guess. The next match, because this this roster was really good, too. SmackDown definitely has the better roster. Because the next match is a singles match between Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. And Bray Wyatt defeated Randy Orton via forfeit in 10 seconds.
0: So, this is when Randy like became subservient to Bray for that little bit, huh?
1: I believe so, yeah.
0: Yeah, because yeah, then- it would be about
1: that time because it's September, and yeah. then like, yeah, so they had to leave the chamber
0: and then mania with uh,
1: the stupidest thing is Luke Harper, Brody Lee, like they he naturally. Like, work his way into being like the best part of the whole angle, and he should have been in the title match. And you know what they did with him? They put him in the Andre the Giant bat, Memorial Battle Royal, whatever bullshit. It's like he should have been, it should have, it should have been a triple threat match. He, yeah. should, he should have won it.
0: But those fucking bastards. Those uh, fucking this bastards. is a dud. This is a dud.
1: I, I would guess so. Yeah, they don't even have a ranking for it, so I'll say it's a duck.
0: Nice, got one right already.
1: Okay, the next match is a no holds barred match, and once again, it's Bray Wyatt versus Kane. And Kane defeated Bray Wyatt by pinfall in ten minutes and fifty five seconds.
0: What? <laughs> I do. I don't remember this at all. I mean, I guess I kind of remember. Is this when Bray was abducting people? Is this when he abducted Kane, maybe? And then Kane came back? I'm just trying to think, why would they have given Kane the victory here?
1: I don't know. I like not knowing. I like yeah. like trying to figure it out. It's more fun that way. I don't know if people listen to this like it or not, but I like it.
0: Yeah. I uh... so why, why should I care what they think? People. Who cares about the people? I have no, I don't think, I have no recollection of this match. And I love me some Bray Wyatt, but this is Kane at the end of his career and not very good. So I'm going to go 175.
1: 2.75.
0: What? A full yeah. star more than I thought? Wow.
1: This match was ranked higher than the six pack women's championship match. It was also ranked higher than the Usos versus the Hypros.
0: <clears throat> there must have been some serious story implications or something in this match or the crowd was hot. So there's got to be something. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, once again. And this is also Bray Wyatt when he was also at his fattest. Like, he wasn't even in, like, fiend shape yet when he got, like, yeah. fucking ripped. He was still in his kind of dumpy cult layer, like, body type.
1: I mean, I could do research to figure out, uh, like, nah, what
0: happened. Nah, let's just happened, make insane conjectures about it instead. I like it that way. I agree.
1: Let's uh, let's do something that we didn't do last week, and let's break into like a fun fact thing.
0: Fun fact: I'm, I'm,
1: I'm going to make you guess. I'm going to make you guess. Okay, so they for this backlash, they are at Richmond Coliseum in Richmond, Virginia. I know you've been there many, many times. It's also happened on September 11th, too soon. I shouldn't have been running events that soon, 15 years after,
0: but. Yeah, it's far uh, from 15 years later.
1: I know you've been to the Richmond Coliseum many times, so you know what the seating is like. What would you guess the attendance for Backlash 2016 was?
0: Ooh, to the 2016. Uh, 16,000.
1: 7,000 right on the head.
0: Wow. That's it. Yep. Well, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's real bad. Okay.
1: Well, the next match, I remember this being really good and the story was awesome. It is Heath Slater and Rhino versus the Usos and it's the tag team tournament final for the inaugural WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship.
0: He's got and kids.
1: Yeah. Like, I really like the storyline where he didn't get drafted. <laughs> He's a free agent. And the only reason he was on SmackDown is because Rhino pitied him and tagged with him in this tournament. They made it to the finals right. and they won. It was a great story. Like, they Rhino. did a really good job with it. Yeah, Rhino eating those crackers. That's exactly
0: what I was going to say. Rhino those fucking crackers. <laughs> like, God, uh, just ridiculous.
1: I met Rhino one time,
0: and he was really cool. That was awesome. I, I would assume he is. Um, uh, I think this was actually probably a pretty good match. Like, Slater and uh Rhino actually were a pretty good tag team. Like they kind of like blended really well. And the Usos, of course, are just fucking phenomenal. They're I mean, one of they the best still tag teams. They are
1: a tag team in uh Impact. Uh,
0: I haven't watched Impact for a while. Yeah, uh, I, mean, but... I
1: think Keith Slater's hurt or something right now, but yeah, they were.
0: Yeah, Keith Slater in. and
1: Rhino won by Pinfall in 10 minutes and two seconds.
0: See, I remember I already knew they won that. That's why I wasn't waiting for it. But I'm uh, I'm gonna bet 3.25 stars. Three stars. Ah, that was my first guess.
1: And in the main event, we have AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose in a singles match for the WWE World Championship. And AJ Styles defeated Dean Ambrose, who was the champion, by pinfall in 25 minutes and one second. This is well, how AJ Styles became WWE champion for the first time.
0: Huh. Um, I bet this is a pretty decent match. I'm gonna bet three and a half stars. Four
1: point two five.
0: Jeez, definitely didn't go high enough on that one.
1: No, I mean, I mean, it's AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose, and like, yeah. I just couldn't remember how I much... can't I, like I remember it, but I don't remember it. And should go back and like 2016, I believe, was a really good year for WWE. And I should go back and watch this pay-per-view because this looks like a really fun show.
0: Yeah, geez, at the beginning of the brand split, like that's pretty badass actually.
1: So now backlash 17. Let's see what the card is for this one. Okay. Are you ready, Chad?
0: Oh, I was born ready.
1: Oh my goodness. This might still be good, but I don't think it's gonna be as good as last year's show, just by like glancing at the card. I mean, the the pre-show match looks pretty good. Ty Dillinger defeated Aiden English.
0: Ty I Dillinger in English, yeah, wow.
1: I liked the perfect ten. Ty Dillinger, uh,
0: still one of the greatest WrestleMania entrances of all time, coming out at number ten. Like nothing could uh, have been Royal more Rumble. Perfect. Royal Rumble, sorry.
1: Okay, but the real opening, the curtain jerker, was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Dolph Ziggler in a singles match.
0: Okay, so. This would have been the like call up of Shinsuke, then, right? Because I feel like his first feud was against Dolph Ziggler pickle pudding pants.
1: Yep, I believe that is correct. And, yep, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Dolph Ziggler by pinfall in 15 minutes and 50 seconds.
0: Shinsuke Nakamura! Uh, I mean, I'm sure Ziggle Pickle Pudding Pants got his head kicked off with the Kinshasa. Probably looked pretty cool. Uh, two and a half stars.
1: Um, uh, I'm having technical difficulties on that right now. You said two, two stars. I said three, three stars. You're we close. It was 2.75 stars.
0: Damn it, so freaking close on these.
1: And this one actually has a star rating for the pre show match. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a two star uh, match.
0: I was going to, that was going to be my guess, actually.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I stole that from you.
0: Yeah. Geez, man. Yeah. I actually got one right for once.
1: My bad. But the next match is the tag team match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship. And it is Brizango versus <laughs> the Usos. Who are the champions.
0: Oh, and this has got to be Fashion Police time as well. This is
1: definitely, it's 2017. It's definitely Fashion Police time. Oh. And this has got to be pretty close to when we went to SmackDown. Yeah. It
0: it's definitely got to be in the, the time show. frame. Oh, man. Did this actually come out as a good match? I mean... Once again, I, I'll just keep talking about how much the Usos are great, but the Fashion Police at this time were a lot of fun. They were super over. Who won?
1: Oh, obviously the Usos defeated uh Brizango in nine minutes and fifteen seconds. Uh, is this the match where they were? They came out as the janitors.
0: Oh, was it the match where they came out as the janitors? It's a possibility.
1: I think it might be because it was, I know they did that during the tag team championship match. Breezango was badass and I'm glad they they let them win the tag titles in NXT before they just canned their asses. But, like, I, I loved Breezango.
0: Dude, I, I love Tyler Breeze and I love that he got to keep his job for an extra period of time because he was on up, up, down, down, and it was just making him so much money. But, I mean, now he doesn't even wrestle anymore.
1: I know. It's kind of sad. Because he's a really good wrestler. He, in another company, he probably would have went a little bit farther.
0: Uh, He definitely would have gone a little farther. And it felt like he was going to go farther. But, like, especially in NXT, he was, like, the man for a little bit. He was always the guy who got, like, the. he faced Jushin Thunder Liger, for gosh sakes, at the pay-per-view.
1: I loved Tyler Breeze in NXT. Like is when he first got called up to the main roster, and it was weird. And then, but when they paired him with uh, Fandango, it was perfect. And like they were like the best tag team, and, like one of my favorite tag teams of all time, just because they were so funny, but they're so good at being funny, but also being able to wrestle.
0: Yeah, that's they kind of really hit the perfect um, kind of balance of their great comedy duo, but they actually could go in the ring, so it was definitely worth the time.
1: So, what do you think most are rated this match?
0: Oh, man. I'm... Um, shit. I don't know. This one's a weird one. I'm going to guess 2.75. 2.5. Tartar sauce. I'm so freaking close.
1: The next match is a singles match between Sami Zayn and Baron Corbin. And Sami Zayn defeated Baron Corbin by pinfall in 14 minutes and 35 seconds. This is face Sami Zayn, I'm pretty sure. I don't think he's turned yet.
0: He's close oh, yeah, to be. turning. Yeah, he's got to be face Sami Zayn at this point.
1: He turns in 2017, but he doesn't, that's not until like October or something like
0: that. Hmm. And this is probably bald Baron Corbin.
1: No, he has hair. He wasn't bald until he was general manager of Raw.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, then I'm going to take this at a solid... Three stars. I like three stars today.
1: 2.5.
0: Darn it. Tartar frickin' sauce. (laughs) Like you use a tartar sauce. Yeah. There's a baby in the room with me. I probably shouldn't be screaming the F-bomb every two seconds like I usually do.
1: This next match is a six-woman tag team match with the welcoming committee. And if you remember that is Natalia, Tamina, and Carmella with James Ellsworth. They faced off against Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Naomi. And I can't remember who were they welcoming because I know they just had the Superstar Shakeup. Did uh, Charlotte Charlotte on Raw originally? I can't remember.
0: I think she, she must. Have, I think she must have been. Because yeah, they had had, Becky and Charlotte weren't on the same show right away.
1: So then,
0: I I remember that their name didn't make any fucking sense.
1: She definitely was on Raw right away because when we went to Fastlane, she faced Nia Jax. That was Raw branded. No, no, no.
0: Sasha Banks faced Nia Jax. Charlotte took her first ever pay per view loss to Bayley.
1: That's right. You're right. Wow, devoting time to two women's matches on one pay per view what a what a time!
0: Whoa, whoa WWE, you're so woke.
1: <laughs> so yeah, this must have been when Charlotte Flair went over to SmackDown and they're welcoming her because um, I know Naomi and Becky Lynch were both on SmackDown originally. But so, anyways, uh, the welcoming community defeated Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Naomi by submission. And 10 minutes and five seconds.
0: Did Naomi have a submission finisher at this time? Because I feel like they all had them all in a submission move at the same time.
1: But Naomi was on the losing team.
0: Oh. Who was the third member of the winning team? It
1: was Natalia, Tamina, and Carmella.
0: Oh, I've I heard it reversed. Oh, wow. The welcoming committee won this match? Yes. This was crap. I, I I bet this was crap. I'm even with all the, like, because all the women in the match are pretty good or good to great. Uh, two stars. Two stars. Good job. Oh, finally got one right today. Okay. So,
1: did figure out that this is right after WrestleMania 34. Um. May thirty three. It's the WrestleMania after the one in twenty seventeen. I, I'm not doing the math right. Now. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, so like right after the superstar shake up, this next match was a singles match for the WWE United States Championship, and it was AJ Styles versus champion Kevin Owens. And Kevin this Owens,
0: was the face of America, that- Kevin Owens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. I think this was his first reign and it was the face of America. And like they should have leaned into that more. They didn't. That was barely a thing. I forgot about it until you just said that.
0: I only remember it because I have the T-shirt of Kevin Owens from his face of America run. And I couldn't wear it during Donald Trump's uh, presidency because everyone thought it was a Donald Trump shirt. And I'm not a Donald Trump fan at all. So, I, like, people kept going, oh, yeah, and look at me and, like, reference Donald Trump. And I was like, no, that's not what this fucking shirt is. So, it's, like, in the back of my closet, and I haven't worn it in a long time.
1: But anyways, like, Great they do a lot of that with Kevin Owens. Like, they like he'd start, like, some, like, gimmick, and they'd never lean into it. And they just, like, nope, three weeks, you're out, or do something different. Like, but... 21 minutes 10 seconds.
0: Wow, not over 20 minutes as well. Mm. I'm gonna give this uh four stars.
1: Oh, did I mention that Kevin Owens defeated AJ Styles
0: via countout? Nope, you didn't. Uh, I'm gonna go 3.75 stars.
1: That was a correct correction right there. Like that, that's 3.75 stars. Oh, two in
0: a row!
1: That was nice. That was nice. This next match is interesting because I don't remember why this was happening. But it was a singles match that had Luke Harper versus Eric Rowan.
0: Huh. Why was this happening?
1: Was this pre- Brothers of whatever they were? Uh, brothers of Destructor.
0: Were they just no, the Yeah, that was yeah, the Undertaker that, and Kane yeah. Brothers? There's of something
1: brothers. There were something brothers. Uh Hammer Brothers or the
0: The Shield Brothers. What
1: were they fucking oh. called? They were
0: No idea. They had hammers. They they had big ass. Oh uh, the doors.
1: Bludgeon Brothers
0: bludgeon brothers there we go so how
1: come they can be called the bludgeon brothers which is implying like they're bludgeoning people which is like murdering them with their giant ass mallets at the head but we can't have war machine
0: yeah and they like not only they they carry the giant mallets with them and all of their videos always or promos always ended with them like smashing the camera like implying that they were smashing like your face in with those mallets Why did you think um, about
1: this at the time?
0: I don't know. You know, that's just, that's why it's nice to do this little retrospective here. Give us uh, some thoughts. But well, Anyways,
1: Luke Harper man. defeated Eric Rowan by pinfall in nine minutes flat.
0: Uh, I mean, I loved me some Luke Harper, even though he was so underappreciated in the WWE. And he just wore his freaking grunge. He was like that wa- dirty wife beater and jeans like... I don't know how he made it work because it is he was disgusting. Like it looked disgusting, but I still was like, yeah, that's cool. I like it a lot. His eye
1: titantron?
0: Yeah, that's the really super weird one. It was just the eyes. Yeah. That I didn't like so much. It was creepy. Super creepy. Um, Redbeard just isn't that good, but they I'm sure work together quite well. I'm gonna put it right at three stars. Two stars, ah, damn it! My streak is over.
1: Was this like what led them to become the Bludgeon Brothers? I don't remember. Oh. Like, don't remember them having a match against
0: each other. I don't remember them having a match against each other. I, the only thing I can think of is this still like the like Randy Orton like kind of Bray Wyatt like end of that feud where. Like, Luke had separated from the family, and maybe Eric was kind of still standing up for Bray?
1: Well, uh, this is when Bray went to Raw. And then remember they had the, because this is when Randy Orton beat Bray Wyatt for the WWE Championship. And then they had the um, House of Horrors match at Payback.
0: Ah uh, yes, and it
1: wasn't even for the title because they moved Bray Wyatt to the other show. So I like yeah. So I don't I don't remember what's going on. This thing it's weird that they just kept on putting Luke Harper and Eric Rowan back together because they were together with the Wyatts and then they were together when they weren't with the Wyatts. And like I don't have a problem with it because they were a really good tag team. It just it's just weird like how they had to put them. They couldn't have just been Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. They had to be the Bludgeon Brothers. And they totally changed their gimmick. I don't know. It was weird. Who were taking chances as the Bludgeon Brothers, though.
0: I completely uh, agree that it was weird that they had to just be the Bludgeon Brothers because they couldn't just stick with their real names. But it led to a hell of a bunch of series with the Usos and the New Day. That was; Those were some great freaking matches.
1: And Brizango.
0: And Brizango, yeah.
1: And I'm just uh, remembering now. I totally forgot. Brizango also... Had the ascension with them.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> the and like greatest the NXT was... tag team of all time. That uh, the minute they got called up, couldn't win a match.
1: Oh man, I really really missed the fashion files. <laughs>
0: there were some good good times. No I should go on YouTube
1: files. and like watch all of them because they were all laugh out loud funny. Every single one of
0: them. I would concur.
1: Anyways, moving on to our main event of the night. Do you know what the main event was of the 2017 Backlash?
0: Um, what all
1: the things we just talked about, yeah, Randy that's what I was Orton's trying to champion
0: do. Randy Orton is SmackDown champion.
1: I'll give you something, um, to like. Jog your memory of what happened at this time because I like read a little bit of the synopsis above. So they did the um, superstar shakeup, and <clears throat> remember how SmackDown was always like different and they were the land of opportunity. And this was when they were really preaching, they were the land of opportunity. They had that uh, six man battle royal, and maybe it was just a six pack challenge. And I can even bring up the competitors for it. Was it a
0: gauntlet match?
1: No, I think it was just uh, Six Man. I was just reading about it and I can't find it. It's a six-pack challenge and it had Dolph Ziggler, Mojo Rawley, Eric Rowan, Luke Harper, Sami Zayn, and the winner... Jinder Mahal, who was coming off of a massive losing streak on Raw, and that was his like that was his gimmick on Raw. He couldn't win a match, and remember he got all pissed about it. And they brought him over to SmackDown, and he won this The main event of the 2017 Backlash is Jinder Mahal with the Singh Brothers.
0: I was gonna say this is when Randy Orton started just like having an absolute hatred of announce tables and couldn't break them anymore
1: defeating Randy Orton by pinfall, who was the champion, in 15 minutes and 45 seconds. And this was the first of three pay-per-views in a row that Jinder Mahal beat Randy Orton and culminating in the Punjabi prison match where the great Khali came up for some reason and saved uh, Jinder Mahal for winning this match.
0: The only thing that I look back fondly on from this feud, because I remember I had defended it back in the day because I was like, at least they're trying and I know why they're trying. But like Jinder was trying. The best thing about this feud and the only redeemable part was just the absolute ass whooping that Randy Orton put on the Singh Brothers each and every week, each and every pay-per-view. They were the quintessential yeah, rag
1: That gif is still going around after he, like, did the backdrop to one of the sings on the announce table. And he does that face like, ooh, yeah. Yeah,
0: because you know that table was supposed to break that time. And he just, the sing brother did not have enough weight for that table to break. And it looked like it hurt.
1: Randy Orton's hilarious because he makes those facial expressions. And, like, he's, Randy Orton isn't a character. Like, he's Randall Keith Orton. All the time. That's who he is. That's what he is in the ring. That's just, he's just himself. He's always been himself. So, like, yeah, that's hilarious.
0: You know what's funny? I guess it's it's a quasi-sidebar a little bit, is every time that I hear Randy Orton's full name read out, my brain then re-remembers that RKO are just his initials, and it's not actually like that cool of a name for a finisher, and it just somehow works. But, like, every time, like, I forget. Like, it's just my brain's like, oh, yeah, I don't know that anymore. And then you said his name. I was like, oh, yeah, RKO is just his initials.
1: And that guy is going to wrestle forever.
0: Hey, man, you do enough rest holds. You got your sleep in each and every week. You got all the time in the world.
1: Okay, so what do you think Munster rated this match?
0: One star. 2.75. Wow. I feel like they progressively get worse with each match then. That...
1: Yeah. Uh it it sounds like that. It this one definitely wasn't as good as 2016. At least Ooh. like from like I remember the time and I really liked that they did the like I wasn't mad that Ginger won at the time because it was different. I was just kind of mad at the story that was told. Of him winning like he needed more time to build up to that moment and they did it so fast and it just didn't like and we know why they did it too with the whole india like thing going on with wwe and their uh partnership so it was just like it was laughable like it needed time and they didn't give it time and then he was champion for like nine months And, like, they gave us every sign leading up to that match, too, of, like, what they would do if a wrestler wasn't going to win the championship. Like, remember he had that, like, photo shoot with the title belt and everything like that? Yeah. And, like, that's, like, if that happens, the wrestler doesn't win the title. They've already been, like, pictured with the title, like, at least, like, psychology-wise. And, like, all this stuff. And he won in, like, nine months. We went to SmackDown. He was the champion.
0: Man, I I was so sick for that SmackDown that that whole time is just a fog. Like I barely remember that SmackDown.
1: And I had a broken foot.
0: Jr. Yeah. The only one who was healthy amongst us, which is
1: a rare occurrence. I'll
0: let's say quotation marks healthy.
1: Anyways, moving on to Backlash 2018. This one is now. No longer just uh, SmackDown pay per view; has Raw and SmackDown on it. Um, I believe this one still right after WrestleMania. Yep, May sixth, first pay per view after WrestleMania. Ruby Riot at with Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan defeated Bailey by pinfall in the pre-show singles match. Ten minutes, ten seconds. There is a rating. Do you want to? Guess the rating. Uh,
0: one
1: seven five. One point five. Close.
0: That was my first guess, and then I was like, "It's Ruby Ride and Bailey. Maybe Meltzer liked it a little more." But the
1: How weird is it that current... she had her
0: own faction named after her, and they never did anything with her.
1: I know that's what I always thought too. Like they they gave these two other wrestlers. Ruby Riot's music as well like they based like this whole thing around Ruby Riot, and yeah they just she was rarely in the title picture and like and then the sad thing is it's kind of the same thing that's happening to her in AEW which is like she deserves better than that like they brought her in there as like this big star like, coming over from WWE and like yeah but she won this match she beat Bayley in the pre-show
0: yeah, good job. Justify
1: it somehow. Anyways, the curtain jerker was Seth Rollins versus the Miz for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Seth Rollins was Intercontinental Champion. And if this is 2018, this is when Seth Rollins was on fire like the top baby face, and everyone was behind him. He had that gauntlet match. Yeah. Like where you like wrestled for over an hour, like that was a fucking hell of a match. Uh, that was
0: the one time that I actually like tuned in live. I was because I wasn't watching wrestling or WWE shows live ever, and I remember turning it on for that gauntlet match.
1: Oh man, I'm just I just like peeked up ahead because I had like Raw and SmackDown. This time, Kurt Angle was the general manager of Raw. Oh, like, doesn't that seem like it was longer than four years ago?
0: It definitely does, and also like, gotta be lowlights low lights of Kurt Angle's career. Like, he was just not fit for that role.
1: Well, anyway, Seth Rollins retained his Intercontinental Championship by defeating The Miz by pinfall in 20 minutes and 30 seconds. I guarantee you from my, at least from my memory, this was the match of the night. Like, they opened up and they were on fire, and I remember, like, it just wasn't as good for the rest of the show, from my memory. I could be wrong.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't remember this match at all, but going 20 minutes and Seth Rollins and The Miz, I'm going to go four stars. 4.25. Ah, I undershot it.
1: The next match was for the Raw Women's Championship. The singles match was champion Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. And Nia Jax defeated Alexa Bliss by pinfall in 10 minutes and 46 seconds.
0: Yeah, I kind of remember this weird storyline that they were telling of their, like, friendship and their friendship falling apart. And that was bad. Uh, One and a half stars.
1: 1.25. You're overshooting them.
0: Ah, by
1: 0. 0.25. The next match is a singles match for the United States Championship. Now, just remember, and you owe me a t-shirt. Because yeah. we did a bet about uh, Jeff Hardy and Seth Rollins in the 2018 draft. You're supposed yeah. to buy me that Monday Night Rollins t-shirt. And you never I... did.
0: I never did. I do remember this that. Just, now bringing just bringing up the
1: memories because to so remember because they were both the champions, and they switch shows, and you're like, "Like you didn't think Jeff Hardy was going to switch?" That was that was our bet on SmackDown.
0: Yeah, I've like, been making you, dumb bets for many, many moons.
1: You asshole! You stole me a shirt,
0: and I will owe you that shirt for many, many moons. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well now it's now it's in my memory. I'm not gonna forget now. I'm not gonna forget until I get that shirt. Anyways. Sure, huh. I'm gonna and I'm like charging you interest. So there's gonna be like another like shirt or at least like a five-pack micro ballers or something on top of that. But anyways, let's go back to the card. We have Jeff Hardy, who's the United States champion. He defeated Randy Orton by pinfall and 12 minutes flat. And look how far Randy Orton's fallen down the card. Not very far, but still no, different.
0: But still. This weird, is the feud
1: like... where Randy Orton took Jeff Hardy's earlobe with like the screwdriver. Oh yeah. Ugh. Oh, that was, that
0: was so gross. So what do you
1: think? Meltzer? Uh gave this match
0: oh man i don't know i i I remember the screwdriver and just going oh my god randy's sick and but i'm uh i'm I'm, gonna guess three stars 2.25
1: The next match is a singles match, and it is Big Cass facing Daniel Bryan. And uh, Daniel Bryan defeated Big Cass by submission in 7 minutes and 45 seconds.
0: And this is when Big Cass was making fun of all the short people. Yep. Yep. And they were like quasi like it seemed like he was going to be a main event player for a second.
1: Yep. And he did not. He did. He, he was did out not. of the company like not long after this match. Uh, what do you got? What do you think Meltzer rated this match?
0: How weird is it that both one of these guys is in AEW and the other one is apparently going to have his first ever AEW match here? very recent tonight? very soon yeah tonight really? i 1.75 i don't think it was very good
1: how you undershot it by 0.
0: 0.25 Dude.
1: two stars Bless on me. the dot
0: freaking a man freaking a
1: the next match is a singles match for the WWE Smackdown women's championship and it was champion Carmella Defeating Charlotte Flair by pinfall in 10 minutes and one second.
0: Wow. This uh, this is not the cream of the crop for backlashes, huh? No, definitely not. Started out real good, and then it's just a straight der- drop to the bottom. Oh, man. And this is, I don't mean to hate on Carmella, but she's just, this is, she's gotten a lot better now. This is the point. She was still not very good.
1: I say go ahead and hate on
0: her. <laughs> Here. One star.
1: One star. Ding, 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 ding.
0: Yes. This is way more than I got right last time. Probably because yeah, I've seen these matches.
1: It. The next match is a no disqualification match for the WWE Championship. Remember, a no disqualification match and it was aj styles champion versus shinsuke nakamura uh,
0: and it shinsuke, ended in a draw nut puncher remember
1: but that was i guess but it ended in a draw
0: yeah cuz this is after the wrestlemania match where he punches him in the nuts for the first time and this is when he goes on the streak of just punching everyone in the nuts
1: but it ended in a draw there's no disqualification like i don't i don't know whatever So it went 21 minutes and five seconds, and it was the definition of a nut punch of a match because like, it went that long, and this is the result you get. You get a fucking draw for your title match. There's still two matches after this match, and it's the WWE Championship, and this is how it ends.
0: Ah, and Shinsuke and AJ Styles. And I remember being so disappointed in this match. Uh, two stars 3.25 alright my own bias crept in there because I really wanted to go three stars but I, I remember being disappointed
1: Jesus oh, we got a tag team match consists of Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley defeating Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn by pinfall in 8 minutes and 40 seconds
0: Okay, just why? Is this after Kevin Owens faced Shane McMahon in the Hell in the Cell, and Sami Zayn helped him?
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe about six months after that. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're on Raw.
0: Yeah, I was trying to why they were still together. Mm. I don't know. I'm going to go, even though like that tag team is amazing, and Bobby Lashley is a lot of fun, I don't think this is very good. I'm going to go two stars again.
1: 1.5.
0: Losing my touch.
1: And then in the main event, we have Roman Reigns defeating Samoa Joe by pinfall in just a regular old singles match. No title on the line. I don't know if either one of them were champion or not. I mean, not Samoa Joe. He was never champion. But anyways, Samoa Joe er, was defeated by Roman Reigns in 18 minutes and 10 seconds.
0: And this is Roman Reigns at his just absolute worst, where they were still trying to shove him down our throats as a baby face. And I remember how hard we were all rooting for Samoa Joe to get this victory. Like we thought, Mm. finally, they're going to let Samoa Joe be great. They didn't, and once again, my own bias is going to creep in here, but I'm going to go two stars again. 1.5. Diesel, I know I say it often, but that was literally going to be my guess, and then I was like, no. Meltzer had to give at least a two-star to the main event with Samoa Joe and Reigns in it. Fuck a duck.
1: You should always just uh, go with your gut.
0: Yeah, apparently. My gut knows. These uh, backlashes are progressively getting worse. Like, I feel like we started on a really high note when we first came back to Backlash. And now as each progressive year passes, Backlash becomes more and more an afterthought and not very good, it seems.
1: Apparently, I was right last week. I did skip 2019. So there was no Backlash in 2019, but there was a Backlash in 2020. And it was the greatest wrestling match Ever backlash?
0: Yeah. All right. I remember this one.
1: I don't. I don't think I watched this one,
0: but because uh, it was weird. The pandemic. It was, it was, we had all the free time in the world.
1: I know, but like the no fans, and it was just really depressing. This was before they were in the Thunderdome. Yeah. Or had like all the like fans, so it was just it was just quiet.
0: This was the but, in the freaking performance center still.
1: The pre-show match was Apollo Cruz. It was for the United States Championship. Apollo Cruz, the champion. So, Paul Cruz, like, I don't think do something with him? Like, I just, did,
0: yeah, waste it. try, waste of They it. try, and it just never sticks.
1: But Apollo Cruz, United States Champion, defeated Andrade. Who was accompanied by Angel Garza and Zelina Vega? And he defeated by Pinfall in seven minutes and twenty-five seconds.
0: That was a fun little pre-show match. Two and a half stars.
1: Three stars. And the curtain jerker is a triple threat take team. Match for the women's tag team championship, and it has your champions Bailey and Sasha Banks, facing Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, and the iconics. And Bailey and Sasha Banks win by pinfall. I don't know who they pinned, but they won by pinfall in eight minutes and 50 seconds. Just got a little more time than the pre-show match.
0: I don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure she they pin uh, Billy Kay.
1: I don't know. I don't I'm, see I'm, I know that
0: I'm like 95% positive that the Iconics are the ones who take the loss here. Because when you said this, I immediately got annoyed. And I was like, fucking Iconics should have won. What do you think uh, the rating was? 1.75.
1: Two stars.
0: All right. I'll take that. That's
1: the next match is a singles match. And this is Seamus defeating Jeff Hardy by pinfall in 16 minutes and 50 seconds in the second longest match on the
0: card. Seamus had a feud with Jeff Hardy? Like, why?
1: It was about, uh, I think, Jeff Hardy's sobriety and stuff like that. And, like, I don't know, it was weird.
0: WWE really loves to harp on that thing, don't they? I wonder why he left. Uh, For star rating, 2.75. Three stars. Damn you, Meltzer.
1: The next match is a singles match for the Raw Women's Championship, and it's your champion, Asuka, facing Nia Jax, and this match ended in a double countout and went 8 minutes and 25 seconds.
0: Oh, Asuka. Glad to see she's finally back in the WWE. I was hoping she'd kind of leave, but I'm glad she's now back and Gonna be the I love main Asuka. Picture with Becky Lynch. How can you not love Asuka? She's the best. That being said, you got Nia Jax, the human charisma tornado vacuum, who just isn't very my cup of tea. So 1.5 stars. 1.25 stars.
1: Oh. You're very close. You're very close. But. Uh, The next match is a two-on-one handicap match for the WWE Universal Championship. And it's your Universal Champion Braun Strowman who was released a couple months after this, maybe like a year or whatever. He defeated The Miz and John Morrison by pinfall. And this is when The Miz was uh, money in the bank. Like hold her because yeah. he beat Otis, he took it from Otis, maybe that maybe that's still to come. I don't remember, but still, yeah. Because Money in the Bank 2020 is after this. Yeah. That was when they climbed the. Yeah, I mean that was a fun show. That was a fun show, and oh, Otis winning still was, still was a good surprise. Didn't see it coming. So like you can't be mad that he won. I'm kind of glad that like he didn't cash in because that would have just been horrendous, even though it didn't end up very well anyways. But hey, at least the Miz has two successful cash ins in his career.
0: That's true. Uh, Back to this uh, slobber knocker of a match. It was in seven
1: minutes and 20 seconds too.
0: Sure. This was big on the train when he was doing that running around the ring like gimmick where he just ran into everyone. I think he did it a bunch of times to him. Like they just kept standing up and, uh two stars. One star. One star. Man, overshot that one by a whole star. It's my love of the, the mix.
1: next match is a singles match for the WWE Championship. And it is your champion Drew McIntyre defeating your future champion Bobby Lashley, who's accompanied by MVP by Pinfall in 13 minutes and 15 seconds.
0: Uh, Drew McIntyre, man. Carried the company through the, like, no fans era. Never got his huge win in front of the fans. Feel bad for him sometimes. Uh, this was a... I think I remember this actually being a pretty good match. Like, this was a hoss fight. And I love Drew Mac, and Bobby Lashley as a heel is awesome. I'm going to go 3-5. Ding,
1: ding, 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 ding.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> I have a sidebar sidebar.
1: So is Austin theory the like current drew McIntyre because he's Vince McMahon's new favorite toy. Like he's definitely his chosen one. So like, it looks like he is, but is he going to have to take the same route or is he going to capitalize and um, like, I don't know. There was something about Drew McIntyre that kind of just kind of got lost. He just got lost. He got overwhelmed or something like that. And then just like accepted the fact that he was part of three man band. And then by that point, it was like, he was he was kind of fucked, but.
0: I don't think, I think Austin theory or just now theory as he's called, because he doesn't want to be associated with Austin and <laughs> WWE has a thing against first names. I think that he maybe has learned from the mistakes of the past. And he, I think he truly is just like drew Mac, like Vince McMahon's now boy, like the chosen one. And I think he's ready for it though. It's, he seems more prepared for it in a way than I feel like I remember drew Mac being like drew McIntyre when he was given the chosen one, like gimmick kind of thing. Like he didn't seem ready. He, he, He seemed overwhelmed by it in a lot of ways.
1: Okay, uh, let's fast forward 10 years from now. Is Fury the face of the WWE in 10 years from now?
0: Here's the question. Do I think the WWE will exist in 10 years from now? Not in its current form. I think by 10 years from now, Vinnie Max kicked the bucket uh, and someone else is either in charge. And I think we'll still have the WWE because the name will never die. It's a billion-dollar corporation. Is he the face of the company? No.
1: Okay. That's going to be interesting to see.
0: Yeah. Got 10 years from now. Set the timer, folks.
1: Okay. Moving on to the main event of Backlash... 2020, or finally to the greatest match ever, singles match. Like I said, I never, I didn't even watch this pay-per-view, so I haven't even seen this match. But it was Randy Orton defeating Edge by pinfall in 44 minutes and 45 seconds.
0: Now, I remember this match like pretty vividly, and I remember the internet being completely split right down the middle on it where some thought it was way too long and just an absolute crap fast and the other half really enjoyed the slow methodical build of this match i was right in the middle because it was it had its moments there was some like really cool spots and there was some really good emotion in it and the actual end of the match was good but there were some definite points of the match that dragged really bad and i do mean that pun intended since Basically, they dragged each other all around the performance center to all these different little spotlight moments for the match.
1: So, before you guess guess a rating, I'm going to make you guess because Meltzer did not rate the match because it was heavily edited and he did not, and he did really like the match though, and wrote this about it said, if you want to call it a five-star match, you could, but doing so would be unfair to everyone who actually worked a five-star match without those benefits.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely say it wasn't the greatest wrestling match of all time, but it had its moments.
1: Well, now we're moving on to Backlash 2021, which was last year's Backlash. It was also the first WrestleMania Backlash. I just hate how they have to name all their pay-per-views something different now. And just who cares? This
0: is the I won't lie, this is one of the few that I actually kind of like. Like as long as it always is right after WrestleMania and it's WrestleMania's backlash, like I can make sense. Like a lot of big things happen at WrestleMania. So this one is one well, that, that, that I don't love it, but I don't hate it.
1: But it's kind of like stretching WrestleMania into three nights. Yeah. In a way. But anyways. Uh, the, the pre show match was a singles match and it was Sheamus defeating Ricochet by pinfall in seven minutes and 12 seconds.
0: Hmm, that's I don't remember this match at all, and it was last year, <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: And I believe it was in the Thunderdome still.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I don't think. They have been because I don't think they got out of the Thunderdome until summer.
1: Yeah, like after uh, SummerSlam sounds about right. September yeah,
0: maybe. Yeah, I think it was yeah either August or September they finally got out of Thunderdome. I'm gonna go. I, I love me some Sheamus. Two and a half stars.
1: Three and a half stars. Jeez. A pre-show match. Wow. The next match is a triple threat match for the Raw Women's Championship, and it is Rhea Ripley, your champion, versus Asuka and Charlotte Flair. And yeah, triple threat match. Um, Charlotte Rhea Ripley defeated Asuka and Charlotte Flair by pinfall. She pinned them both. Apparently, I
0: don't know. Hey, double. Say. Double riptide. Didn't
1: didn't watch the show, so I don't know how it actually happened. But, I mean, a paper that looks like a good match. I know an execution It probably wasn't a great match. I don't know what the rating is yet. Now I do. And I'm going to see if you can guess.
0: I I bet you're going
1: to be surprised.
0: (laughs) I think this might actually be crap. I think this is, like, bad. And I think it. I think Meltzer like really hated on this match. I'm gonna go one star.
1: Four point two five.
0: I was just gonna say it's either one way or the other. It's either he hated it or he loved it.
1: Okay, now this next match. I can't believe. Doesn't feel like it was a year ago. And But I also already forgot about it until right now. This next match was a zombie lumberjack match. (laughs) It was Damian Priest defeating The Miz, who was with John Morrison, and he won by pinfall in six minutes and 57 seconds.
0: Yep, and this is the WWE forgetting to tell us all that apparently Army of the Dead sponsored WrestleMania's Backlash, and this match oh man i I liked I enjoyed the movie so you know sidebar on that if you haven't seen uh, Army of the Dead it's it's fine it's, or world of the dead whatever the fuck they called it I don't even know anymore um but yeah this match was crap I remember that it was hilarious and the implication at the end of the match that the Miz got carried off by zombies to be eaten and killed on a child or on a kids friendly television program still makes me chuckle I'm gonna go with a dud
1: and he also injured his knee and had to have surgery and was out for half the year. Yep. Yeah, it was less than a dud. It was a negative three. Wow, three that is our stars. lowest
0: rating we've had the entire time we've done this.
1: Yep. The next match is SmackDown Women's Championship, which is your champion Bianca Belair defeating – Bailey by Pinfall.
0: Wow. I miss Bailey. Uh, I miss Bailey too, especially Heel Bailey. Like her like heel run here was a lot of fun. Just
1: I mean that ding-dong hello of Bailey wasn't very fun. It was kind of annoying. But,
0: but I it mean, was annoying in the right way. Yeah. Um I think this was I think this is probably, I think this is a good pay-per-view overall. Like, I think the match quality was good. I'm going to go 3.75.
1: 3.5.
0: Ah, went a little too high on that one.
1: The next match is a triple threat match for the WWE Championship. And it is with Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre. This is Vince McMahon's wet dream of a match right there for sure and champion Bobby Lashley defeated Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre by pinfall in 14 minutes and 12 seconds.
0: This has got to be – I think this is Braun Strowman's last pay-per-view match.
1: I think you're correct.
0: Because like, I, I remember we all talked about the fact that he was just in the fucking title match at the last pay-per-view when they released him.
1: Yeah, I think you're right.
0: Wow. How things have changed. Now he started his own wrestling company. (laughs) We'll call it wrestling company.
1: I mean, you know how your mind works after, like, you finally come. So, like, fucking Vince McMahon.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. What a freaking crazy thing. I feel like this would have, though, once again, like, these three guys in a match, this is just a hoss fight. Uh, Big, beefy boys battering each other. I'm going to give it 3.5 stars. 3.75. Damn you, Meltzer.
1: Okay, well, you got one more shot. This is the last match. And it is for the Universal Championship. And it is your champion, Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman. So, obviously, you know, he defeated Cesaro by technical submission. So, basically, he couldn't, uh, he passed out. Yeah, um, yeah. Remember when they were giving Cesaro this like mini push And you're thinking like maybe but No, never That's why he's gone And now he's just sitting there not doing anything And it's like when is he going to show up somewhere And when he does it's going to be like this is awesome
0: Yeah, it's crazy that Cesaro isn't anywhere right now And this did feel like Oh my gosh, WWE is actually going to do something with him Because they want to keep him And then he just, I mean, he couldn't beat Roman Reigns. Like, legitimately, I don't have a problem that he lost to Roman Reigns in this match. Because Roman Reigns is on the greatest run of his career and is the best part of WWE right now. But still, what the hell? God, poor Cesaro. I think the finish dragged this match down. I think the rest of the match was good. I'm going to give it four stars.
1: 4.25. Damn
0: it. I took 0.5 stars off instead of 0.25 stars.
1: It. uh So, I mean, that is all the past backlashes. And that was fun. Oh. I want to do this with other pay-per-views. And maybe even, like, Impact or even WCW. Like, it's cool. We should do this every now and then. I like
0: this. I would definitely love to do it for Impact. There are some crazy Impact pay-per-views, and, like, the people who will be on the cards from year to year will just be wild.
1: Well, my thing is, like, I know some things about Impact. I would feel like I'd rather – I'd need to do more research because, like, at least I had some knowledge with, like, a lot of the backlashes. But we'll, we'll discuss it. Maybe we'll put out a poll and see what you guys want us to do. Anyways, we still got this year's backlash, and since we're idiots and we thought it was last week, we made our picks a little prematurely. So let's update our picks because we can. Yes, let's. So the first match they have here on Wikipedia is the I Quit match for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. I believe we both picked Ronda Rousey. We did. Is your uh, pick change?
0: Nope, sticking with it and still don't care.
1: The next match is Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins. Both had – we both picked Cody?
0: Yeah, but we had a lot of trepidation because it's wild to say that Seth freaking Rollins is going to lose on a major pay-per-view twice in a row but I still think it's got to be Cody. You can't you can't put the new toy away yet.
1: The next one is the six-man tag match, which this is complete bullshit. I don't care what the reasoning is for it. It's so stupid that it's now went from being a tag team unification match to a six-man tag match with Drew McIntyre, RK-Bro versus the Bloodline in just a regular old match, there is four different titles that could be on the line in this match, and none of them are. And this is just what they're doing. And this is why I don't like the WWE, like right now, because it's just stupid booking. And do you know what the reasoning is? Did you hear? I heard this morning.
0: Uh, Are they just trying to save it for the UK tour?
1: or like a bigger show the, or the roman reigns drew mcintyre they're trying to save it for a bigger show so this is their solution taking a match that is like has a lot of intrigue and is really cool and they're going to unify some more titles and see where they go and have the bloodline just have everything and they go do something like this and this is why i'm not going to tune in this weekend but is it's the bloodline's going to win
0: yeah, the Bloodline has to win this match now because Roman Reigns is on part of it. But I, yeah, this they went from me actually caring and like thinking. Actually, hey, that I changed actually-
1: my mind. Bloodline's gonna lose because then it's gonna like maybe draw more intrigue in the unification because I'm assuming they're still gonna go to that. But and the plan is Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Maybe have Drew McIntyre pin Jey Uso or something like that.
0: Yeah, you're probably right on that. I'm going to stick with the bloodline, though, anyways.
1: Right, well, the next match is AJ Styles versus Edge. And didn't we both pick? I don't remember what we picked.
0: Uh, we both picked Edge because I love me some yeah. AJ, but it's got to be by distraction. Oh, yeah, because
1: yeah. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, you said Champa.
0: Yeah. Because he's not Tommaso anymore.
1: Yeah, because
0: once again, they just have a problem with first names.
1: I just don't get it. I kind of think it's lame that uh, he's on the main roster. Anyways, not because I hate the man. It's because I love the man and I just know what's going to happen to him. Well, they've uh, already X shown was- that
0: they don't know what to do with him as he was a heel last or two weeks ago at this point when he attacked Mustafa Ali. And then this last week, he was a good guy again. So who fucking knows?
1: Well, we have Happy Corbin versus Madcap Moss. And we both said Corbin.
0: Uh No, I said Madcap Moss. Oh, did I say Corbin? You did say Corbin. Okay. I went with the shiny new thing.
1: And the main event of the show is Wikipedia has it is Bobby Lashley versus Omos. And we both said it has to be Omos because if Bobby Lashley beats him two times in a row, that totally destroys him being a big monster.
0: Yeah. And 50-50 booking at its purest.
1: Exactly. Cool. That's a pretty lame card, huh?
0: Yeah. I was considering watching it. And if it would have been this past Sunday, I probably would have. But now that they've, you know, taken away the unification match and I've had a little more time to think on it. not gonna watch it
1: i mean i do kind of want to see cody rhodes versus seth rollins again and a.j styles versus edge again
0: yeah but before it was half and half now it is now uh tipped towards less of the card yeah it is
1: because i don't like. yeah the charlotte flair ronda rousey match it might be okay but like i don't have really like i want to see it like the other two
0: yeah i just don't care anymore like stop Stop with the Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey. I don't care about the two of them right now.
1: I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll pop it on Sunday and just watch the matches I want to see. I don't know. Probably won't, though. Let me get honest. You'll think, think about it, it, though. Yeah. Anyways, well, we're done with that. I don't know. Does that TBT or we still got more?
0: Uh, well, you know – the uh, time of recording, it is May the 4th, so May the 4th be with you. We're not going to talk about Star Wars, though, because the more important date that just happened was yesterday, May 3rd, which is, of course, Bullet Club Day, because yes, back in 2013, yeah, right, I don't know, eight years ago, the Bullet Club was formed, Prince Devitt, and Bad Luck Fale, Tama Tonga, Carl Anderson just the greatest faction of all time and I know a lot of uh old school wrestling fans like to just go oh it's just like the NWO but watered down nah nah it's different folks because Bullet Club was a faction that I just never thought would have this much legs under it honestly started out as like a gajin faction in New Japan Pro Wrestling which at the time don't get me wrong New Japan was awesome great matches but very very niche like not any unless you were a hardcore hardcore wrestling fan you weren't watching new japan pro wrestling like it was totally off your radar and then slowly but surely bullet club kind of takes over and okada begins going on his crazy run and everything but this bullet club just creates this swell and this amazing merch and all of these great storylines and all of these great wrestlers And really, I just, you know, I love Bullet Club. I am wearing my Bullet Club t-shirt, the original one. Not the original one, the Bullet Club bone one. I have the original Bullet Club t-shirt as well. But this t-shirt I'm wearing is actually the only wrestling t-shirt that I bought another one of because I love it that much and I ripped a hole in my first one.
1: Bullet Club was cool. And now everyone thinks it's like the opposite of cool and I am still on the like I still hold Bullet Club to high esteem and it was so big that it wasn't a Japanese company that bled over into America and it kind of was really good for New Japan because of that like people like me that wasn't really into New Japan knew about the Bullet Club through Ring of Honor and like it kind of was a gateway to New Japan. And it kind of feels like it's was a gateway for New Japan to come over into America and run shows over here. I don't think that would have happened without the Bullet Club. So the Bullet Club is a big deal in wrestling. I think and it's Like, understated, like, how much of an impact they've had in, like, modern wrestling in the last eight years since they've been in existence. I mean, the thing about, like, on Raw, it ended with Finn Balor and AJ Styles like two Sweden in the middle of the ring, two former leaders of the bullet club. And the reason they were doing that and the reason they can do that is because they're honorary members of the bullet club. Like if you're not part of the bullet club, you're not supposed to be able to do that. And it's almost like an accepted thing in like all of wrestling.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, and let's not lie. If Prince Debit, AKA, uh, you know, Fergal, AKA, Why can't I think of Finn Balor? I could not say Finn Balor's name right there. If he doesn't create Bullet Club, he's not a WWE wrestler ever. Like, don't get me wrong. I love him, and he's one of the best wrestlers on the planet. But without the just absolute crazy swell of popularity because of Bullet Club... He isn't getting noticed by the WWE. And he sure as hell ain't going to come into the WWE and be the first ever Universal Champion. He is going to be a jobber on WWE if he even makes the company. He's going to be wrestling on main event every single week and never seen his face. And he would be called Fergal. And they'd laugh about it every week instead of being a badass Prince Finn Balor.
1: Sidebar. Sidebar! Do you think that Finn Balor ruined the WWE's perception on creating new stars? Because they tried. They brought him up from NXT, and within the first month, he won the tournament, faced Seth Rollins at SummerSlam for the first Universal title, and he won it, but he got injured and had to, less than 24 hours later had to drop it on Raw. Do you think like, they're like, well, we're just going to go with what we have. We're going to push John Cena and all the old guys. Bring back Goldberg. Oh, Undertaker's not doing anything. He's like 60 years old. He can go. Let's, let's let's have Goldberg versus the Undertaker, and hopefully they don't kill each other. Like,
0: Yeah, I, I think that the domino of Finn Balor getting hurt right after winning the Universal Championship, the first ever champion, did impact a lot of things. I don't know if I'd full on say it's the reason they refuse to make new stars, but I do think it's one of the larger dominoes in the whole grand scheme of it.
1: Okay. um, So let's, let's talk about like the butterfly effect or like chaos theory. So say it didn't go down that way. Like maybe Finn Balor wasn't in that match or he didn't get hurt or whoever was the first universal champion held it for a while. And they didn't have to like just randomly put it on Kevin Owens because they didn't know what to do. And they're just kind of like, he's going to be a good transitional champion. And then the whole like list of Jericho, which we talked about the second time we get that in today, whole list of Jericho stuff. Like was the best part of Raw, so they had a reason to keep an eye on him for a while. Do you think, like, if that didn't go down that way, Kevin Owens would be more than a one-time world champion in WWE?
0: I do a hundred percent. I think one of Finn Balor's first major feuds as a as the Universal Champion would have been with Kevin Owens, and because I think. Finn Balor as a face isn't, he's one of those guys who's better chasing and Kevin Owens is a wonderful asshole final boss to be chased. So I think that they would have had a wonderful set of feud, and I got to see him trading the title back and forth a couple of times over the course of, you know, a few years.
1: Well, but what I'm saying is like, maybe they feel like they put it on him too soon And I don't know, I think that heel Kevin Owens is a perfect, like, gimmick for the, at least, I mean, either WWE or Universal title, you know, I think, but they don't. I wonder if they feel like since they've already done it with him and maybe they look at it, he lost to Goldberg. That's why he lost his title. Cause like that perception to Vince McMahon, it's, it's so weird. Like he's the one who like wrote the story and booked the show, but now that's the way he looks at it. He couldn't even beat Goldberg in Milwaukee. Like he does. He's not deserving of the title.
0: Yeah. Vince McMahon's a crazy old man. I, to try and get inside his head, is uh just a fool's errand but i do hear what you're saying and yeah maybe you're right maybe kevin owens is an even bigger star even though he did just main event wrestlemania with stone cold steve austin
1: i mean i guess that technically is better and probably bigger than winning the wwe championship like that's something that nobody else can like say like Nineteen years after his last match, he got him out of retirement and had a match with him. It was Battle of the Stunners. Like, I guarantee you, in like in his in ring career, that's his favorite moment, and that'll be forever his favorite moment.
0: Oh yeah, childhood star. It's a main event WrestleMania with him. Just his favorite
1: wrestler of all time.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, that was a good little sidebar on that. Uh, quick last thought on Bullet Club. Diesel, guess how many people Wikipedia has listed as being a part of Bullet Club at one point or another? These aren't like, they're not all, many of them are not full-time members or anything, but at one time or another, we're Bullet Club.
1: 23.
0: Double it. 46? 46 different individuals over the course of these eight years they have listed as being Bullet Club like participants jeez right
1: Why i could go through get the list
0: i could go through it if you want yeah all right sorry my wikipedia closed here we go in order and we have prince David, bad luck fall a tamatanga carl anderson el terrible ray bucanero La Comandante, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Doc Gallows, AJ Styles, Yujiro Takahashi, Jeff Jarrett, Kenny Omega, Cody Hall, Chase Owens, Tonga Loa, Adam Cole, Bebe, Adam Hangman Page, Bone Soldier, Cody Rhodes, Frankie Kazarian, Marty Skull, Marty Skrull, Hikaleo, Gino Jambino, Taiji Ishimori, Gato, Jado, Jay White, Robbie Eagles, El Phantasmo, Kenta, Evil, Dick Togo, Chris Bay, Sho, Scott Norton, Juice Robinson, Mao, Scott Demore, Amber Gallows, Mephisto, King Haku, Tokyo Latina Peter, Brandy Rhodes, and Stephen Amel. My favorite one
1: is Frankie Kazarian because it was only for a week. And it was only to, like, fake them out so he, yeah. so Christopher Daniels could beat Cody Rhodes for the Ring of Honor Championship.
0: All the fuck with Cody Rhodes.
1: Such a great, like, 2016, 2017 are, like, two of Ring of Honor's best years.
0: They truly were too sweet. Bullet Club. This oh, is the Bullet Club. Damn right. <laughs> Lord, Lord, Lord. That was another fun, full wrestling edition of VFTR 2.0. But you know what that sound effect means. It means it's time for us to just about get out of here. So, Diesel, I need some final thoughts.
1: Our thoughts are next week. There might be a new episode. But if there is a new episode, I'm not going to be at it. I'm taking the week off. I got some things I got to take care of. And I should be back in two weeks um yeah other than that just gonna chill this weekend and watch some baseball and basketball and if i get the chance and i'm feeling up to it i might go see uh dr strange
0: yeah uh that is numero uno if you are listening to this podcast on thursday when it drops that means that night i will be going to see dr strange in the multitude or multiverse of madness jacked so very excited for this movie i love the fact that marvel has gone from doing like one like crazy avengers level movie each like few years to nah fuck it we're just gonna put a whole bunch of them out in a row because we've had spider-man uh no way hope now we get uh dr strange like they're just it's fucking crazy out there right now for superheroes uh so also we get thor Yes, Thor, Love and Thunder, which the trailer just aces. Just, I cannot wait. Frickin' Chris Hemsworth, like Thor is gone from being probably, don't, I know you love him, but the worst Marvel character in the movies to quite possibly the best Marvel character in the movies.
1: I saw his potential from the beginning, Chad, okay?
0: Yeah, you saw it. You saw it truly. <clears throat> uh, any other final thoughts from you, Diesel? Bucks in six. Bucks in six. Uh, it is Mother's Day this weekend, so here in America. So say, you know, I love you to your mom or whatever like that. And it's, you know, technically the first uh, Mother's Day that, you know, Allison's a real mother. So got to actually celebrate it, make an eggs benedict on Sunday. But yeah, besides that, I don't have anything else.
1: We celebrated Emily's first Mother's Day this past Sunday, week early. Yeah.
0: Nothing wrong with that. No, you got plans this weekend. Yeah. But Diesel wants to do some social media stuff so we can get on out of here.
1: You can follow me on Twitter at Diesel underscore VFTR. Call Chad on Twitter at Chads underscore mind or at VFTR T P O. No. p P O. I don't know why they said I don't know. Whatever. I just want to go home. I'm already at home. Hey. <laughs> So Anyways, confused. you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram by searching View from the Top Rope Official. You can follow us on YouTube by searching View from the Top Rope. You can send us an email at View Rope at gmail.com. You can follow us, you can follow Visionaries Global Media on Twitter at Viz and send in your podcast to visionariesglobalmedia@gmail.com at gmail.com to get added to the network where you'll be heard on. No, you're freaking me out with those lights. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podknife, and Potable. I didn't do very good on that this week, but uh, I got it all in there.
0: You got it all in there. And just so, so many others, podcasting platforms. Just type in Visionaries Global Media. You'll find us on a podcasting platform you enjoy. Uh, For the benefit of the tape, I do have a whole bunch of multicolored lights that I turned on. Because it's parting time, because it's the end of the show. But yeah, as always, we thank you so much for enjoying this madness that we call a podcast. Hopefully we've gotten you through that boring workday. That workout that we're so proud of you for finishing or whatever else you happen to be doing while listening to our dulcet tones. As always, I have been Chad. He has been Diesel. Make sure, be kind to each other out there, folks. We're all just humans trying to survive on this spinning orb, so there's no reason to be a dick about it. But please, always remember to climb up high and enjoy VFTR 2.0. Bye.